welcome back to conversations with, to our conversation with zach and uh for those of you who don't know who zach is listen to part one of this um oh, but you know zach feel free to say hi hey everyone all right <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so so we so far have considered um local the local setting and we've started touching on expansion you know not just local expansion or not just maybe from Nairobi to Kisumu or Nairobi to Mombasa but uh, going beyond that going beyond what one might think is obvious um into more non-obvious locations um so as part of that expansion um it's probably something that we tend to forget about as we as we are focusing yes you know growth 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 we need to grow you know oh we need to make x x number of shillings or dollars or or kwacha or whatever currency you use um or rupees or yen or anyway anyway but the internal processes of a business mm-hmm. how important do you think that is the internal I mean we have this as a business entity now the processes in running that nine tenths of it mm-hmm. yeah i mean <clears throat> for there to be a, a market opportunity is is probably one tenth mm-hmm. uh of of the the viability of the thing that you're trying to do mm-hmm. the, re- the rest is execution and that's where um you know i'm gonna kind of put put my cards down on the table here and say at, at, at first and foremost as a as an operator so coming with um with an operator's perspective from the beginning of my my time and, and my career um those are the it's the internal processes it's the the confluence of your operational systems and process your um uh internal tools the 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 product um and then your knowledge of the market uh it's the the interplay of those three and a fair bit of uh sweat uh tears luck um the the head of safe boat in nigeria says it is what does he say it takes to launch a successful product it's uh <coughs> oh he said a, a tech product is like a few lines of code held together by um uh m- held together by masking tape and the blood of Jesus Christ um <laughs> and and so that is actually what enables you mm-hmm. to execute on a market opportunity mm, 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 mm. so what kind of um well taking the example of 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 the the patented tuni the patented idea here so we have a business in the cosmetics or beauty or whatever industry mm-hmm. now we handle everything from connecting with local producers for instance cuz i mean the the kenyan market has quite a number of of local um brands or so you're like you're like a full value chain integration you're an aggregator on the supply side and on the demand side you're direct to consumer pretty much pretty much so uh, you've you know you've taken you've taken all of that on board 
Now, what ta- what sort of processes or, or what to- type of workflow would uh, an entity like that require? You know, because it's pretty much end to end. Right. What type of of um, flow really? <laughs> I think would do you think could work in a situation like that? Well, I'll start by saying I I, I think interventions like this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually stand two thoughts first they stand to actually create and drive the most value for both ends of the market mm-hmm. for your different stakeholders mm-hmm. um, and yet uh, I don't think it's as easy as uh, quote unquote cutting out middlemen mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. like there is an arbitrage opportunity to create there mm-hmm. but um, you guys listen to the flip okay no. There was a, a great episode that uh, some part of the the last series that they did. It's a African focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, was uh, the the guys were talking about middleman as a service mass, um, and 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 the ability to uh, t- to actually leverage on uh, middlemen within value chains for to create kind of like. Um, to actually create the arbitrage opportunities themselves, not to view them and to create the network linkages um, and the network effects, as opposed to just coming in and thinking that that uh, it, middlemen are all um, kind of like rent seekers who have created them, who have in, injected themselves in the market mm-hmm. to extract rents. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that aside, uh, full end-to-end value chain interventions, uh, pretty bullish on the, the prospect of those here and across Sub-Sahara and in the world also. Um, now onto your question of yeah. the processes, <laughs> the flows. Um, what do you mean by that? Um, for instance, um, you know, as, as part of your let, operations, actually, let, right, let's look okay. at it from so, an operational perspective. Well, I from the the perspective of if i'm sitting in the seat of a business manager do, uh, do we have a technical product is this layered on a technical product yeah sure of course it is uh, <laughs> it has to be not it um well it, then i would think i would actually think of it through um and i and uh i i'm a big proponent of um looking at um within these end-to-end uh, value chain interventions, um, you do a uh, a value chain map, mm-hmm. um, and so I would think through this. Uh, in the case of of this this hypothetical business, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna have three kind of different op- uh, uh, in- internal organizations layered on a on, on a fourth org- internal org. Um, or maybe two layered on two others. So the the two are going to be uh, uh, the, the the sourcing mm-hmm. entity and that organization, mm-hmm. and and that will require um, discrete operational systems and processes and functions, uh, as well as a high degree of overlap with the the two kind of foundational orgs, which are going to be um, a stakeholder uh, experience or success org. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at a, a call center, uh, an, an intercom plugin, et cetera, et cetera, um, as well as the technical product, because mm-hmm. um, that needs to be able to serve both audiences. Uh, so that's your 
your, your sourcing org, and then your um, your delivery org. Mm-hmm. What would what most people would probably think of as as marketing? Um, it's going to be your your uh, buyer side facing organization, mm-hmm. and and there would be um, I very vehemently disagree with people who separate these four out mm-hmm. um, because what happens when you separate them out is that uh, people within these teams and these these organizations and I'm speaking of organizations philosophically here mm-hmm. uh, like people talk about a product org within within a, a, a company mm-hmm. um, so when you split these or these four organizations are the core mechanisms of your business to, mm-hmm. to create value for all stakeholders, both at the the, the buy end and the sell end, um, uh, and then you're probably gonna have some processors, kind of like another a third party up in the middle. But um, I'm very visual, by the way. That's why I'm <laughs> laying everything out with my hands. Um, yeah, this would all live in Lucid Chart. I don't know if you guys use yeah. Lu- Lucid Tools. Uh, I get my subscription worth, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to, to separate them out and to, to isolate and and balkanize them, what happens then is that the um, the uh, in this the, the the sourcing side of things will will require um, both product and some type of of cx or or success team plugin Mm -hmm. um similar to the 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 side facing customers Mm -hmm. um and you isolate them at your your detriment because of the the synergies that can and should happen Mm -hmm. um uh both theoretically but also on a practical level Mm -hmm. um vis-a-vis having conversations with those customers and then knocking that back onto uh, the experience team and knocking that back onto a product team. Mm-hmm. All of those organizations can and should be be talking to each other um, for the sake of optimizing. Like it, it, it's both helping you see what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's seeing through the kind of fog of day to day because it's not the unknowns that are going to get you. It's the unknown unknowns. And, and by talking to these other entities, they will help you. They could point out to you in, in, in unk unk that you're not aware of. Mm. Um, so it's both the good and the bad in that sense. Like the opportunities and challenges these different stakeholders uh, have uh, by way of their positionality in the business um, and, and the ways that they interact with each other and plug in mm-hmm. uh, have to be talking to each other. Well, one, one could argue that um, by kind of keeping them siloed, you reduce the chances of inefficiencies, you know. I mean, by kind of keeping them siloed and having only, well, a need to know kind of, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but, but if you have as a, as a product dev team, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. Um, you, you're creating... Um, Certainly, like if, if you're if this sprint, if you're a smaller team, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and this sprint, you're focusing on uh, the uh, the website or mm-hmm. the payments portal for the end buyer. Um, you need not be thinking about the the payments to uh, or the the tool the 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 phone based tool that the um, broker uses on the far end of the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I would argue that uh, having the th complete 360 view mm -hmm. um, enables you to be to be better uh, to better serve the, the the all entities at play here. Okay, interesting. And it, interesting. and that it's not um, it it might be from a uh, yes under strict scrutiny mm -hmm. uh, like a balance sheet perspective one could could see it as inefficient. It might be it might be less efficient. Um, I think though it's the way to build out um, truly um, committed, uh, knowledgeable, and like uh, curious and plugged in organizations. And that is what you want, mm -hmm. as opposed to everyone wearing different hats, mm -hmm. um, everyone saying like, I, I do this and this alone, mm -hmm. uh, and not having really kind of what I think what's fundamentally important in an organization is like wide lens empathy mm -hmm. for the others that you are serving and working with, uh, right. including, including external stakeholders, the customers mm -hmm. or yeah, whoever else they may be. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I, I can kind of see, um, you know, what you're getting at in that it's important for, uh, the different, uh, entities or sides of an organization to, to kind of work together but um now for smaller teams i can see you know how that is possible you know if if you're a team of of 10 you know where you have three devs you've got how many marketers um three that's oh, okay two no one yeah one scale. marketer yeah. um you've got someone in support you've got someone who's doing supply i mean you know it's easy to work with um sprints for instance mm -hmm. on a on a smaller scale mm -hmm. but now if you if you scale up what you know where you go, where you're no longer 10 you say a hundred mm -hmm. with um people separated by uh, geographic boundaries right. you know how how easy is it to translate some of these processes or some of these flows uh with scale not easy <laughs> no it's, it, and, and this is the fundamental challenge that i think um i have experienced mm -hmm. i have seen <laughs> um the it's yeah and and w with scale comes the complex challenges of collaboration mm -hmm. um i i'm optimistic that through one of the the few good things that's come out of this last year of incredible suffering for most people mm. um is that i think we we've had to think about how to be better collaborative at, with distance being a factor now and asynchronous etc um i don't have a good answer to this this <laughs> is one of those things that like as a practitioner mm -hmm. i'm I, I'm incredibly uh, upfront about my not having an answer, and like I'm interested in having the conversations with folks who th who think they might have cracked it, or or who are just asking the same questions as me. Like this is one of those things that <clears throat> I think you could go back to the first um, you could go back seven thousand years, the first business ever done. Like this this would have been a factor that they considered at some at some point right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anything you've seen in your experience of course you don't need to get right. too technical anything you've seen in your experience that kind of 
aids in 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 um distance and working together and whatnot or any practical points perhaps that you feel hmm, there might be something there yeah uh one just like a tactical hack is uh a documentation of everything uh and documentation like writ- uh written out mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's good uh there's there's both good uh like applied evidence um and, and evidence from practice as well as the theory behind uh, particularly for asynchronous teams particularly for remote teams collaborating writing things out does uh, two things first it, it uh, forces the author mm-hmm. to really be thoughtful about the idea that they're putting out into the world mm-hmm. <clears throat> and to have a first filter mm-hmm. and then secondarily it filters it from like a cultural and communications perspective mm-hmm. because so much is lost in in communication like i can say working <laughs> okay stupid example but um working across the kenyan and the nigerian markets mm-hmm. um so uh nigerians what, what, what is to say what can one say about nigerians um it tend to be more direct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but but even like subtle things like mannerisms so um a lot of Kenyans do the inha- in- inhalation mm-hmm. uh, as a way of, it's kind of a reflexive, like, are you with me? Mm-hmm. Are, are, mm-hmm. Like, and they'll go, <gasps> yes. <laughs> as a way to, um, uh, or, or rather to indicate to the person they're listening to that they're with them, mm. right? Um, well, and, and this is one of those things that like you, you would never think about, but it became an issue for, uh my ops team to talk to the ops team in in nairobi and they were like what are these guys doing why are why, like why are they gasping for air and i was like no guys like th- this is them telling you they're with you um and and so it's like uh i guess and, and this is the other this is that second part that i meant about like writing things down is mm-hmm. that it does it takes out the differences in communication that might between maybe a native English speaker between uh, in, in, a, in a multilingual context, uh, it, it kind of forces you down to a, a common language and it takes out the emotion, good and bad and, and otherwise the, the cultural cues. Um, the, the challenge, I think, is less about communication of information uh, and it's more about um building yeah building empathy across mm-hmm. time space culture etc um i think one of the things one of the things that i found and and would would recommend for uh an entity expanding to new geographies and, and to try to close close that bridge or to bridge that gap rather um uh would be to be intentionally create projects mm-hmm. um, that have inter-team and inter-function uh, collaborative requirements mm-hmm. um, setting this up su- and, and, and very much like a sandbox mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. Um, such that the the people from uh, the folks from the different markets and the different uh, organizational functions and teams therein um, have an opportunity to work on something collaboratively and build something together. And like what I'm, what I'd be really interested in is um, giving a, a, a bit of a stretch project, 
or to put some to to, to intentionally create some time uh maybe constraints mm -hmm. around it um we, because we learn more when we're we, we tend to learn more uh, about uh so put under um put under constraints mm. right we develop empathy and and we truly understand who the other is mm. um and so being thoughtful about uh is there a small scale kind of like product uh feature or functionality tweet to product feature functionality that i can plug my um my my new uh kind of middle manager on the ops team in with the uh a pm from another market in with the the head of ops from a third market and to have them work on a on a project together collaboratively mm -hmm. um again kind of it, it uh, but it to be a, a stretch project for at least one or two of the players involved um so that they're able to sweat a little bit and in sweating together right like that's how you build out really uh that, that, that i mean that's how you build a team mm, mm, mm. uh through when when folks um are uh collectively working towards a goal and collectively uh surpass a barrier mm -hmm. that is that's gold right there mm. very nice so so um get behind the mic um time constraints on this uh on this episode um <laughs> anyway no no I, i i kid um oh i have a question yes yeah? so in the whole growth thing mm -hmm. i'm sure some of the people are listening are curious what's the one that has ever happened to you or you've ever done like one big thing that just went horribly wrong for you like just from experience okay we, uh, yeah uh let me give a a more pg <laughs> yeah er, i mean earlier and and this is uh this is the scar tissue i am by no means i I'm 30. I, like I'm by no means the old the the old man who's got you know a career long. But like I would say earlier in my career, aging myself a little bit there, um, <laughs> over designing something and and therein rendering it completely useless for the the both the specific project mm -hmm. uh, and the and then the larger the larger project the the entity that that I was working on and that was. Um, Yeah, just trying to build the perfect thing. Mm. It it involved. I was essentially trying to create um, a uh, a CMS mm -hmm. uh, using Google Sheets mm -hmm. that had uh, that had automation involved vis-a-vis -vis forms. Okay. Um, so automated inputs. Uh, tried to hack together some macros for automated categorization Ooh. and 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 uh kicking out to different stakeholders for actioning uh this ended up you know this works with five uh entries <laughs> in theory um as soon as this thing got to 10 entries in reality it absolutely broke down and and i had spent quite a bit of time and i think this is the issue getting all the way back to to the design thinking like i had gone around i had i had done i had talked to the stakeholders internal external i knew what was needed uh this was this was a a, a gap in the the organization that that we did not have a success or a, um, a support or a service function both for internal and external external stakeholders mm -hmm. um 
but the execution just fell flat on its face and and what uh and and this was i mean i guess a bit of like uh radical candor here i think that this happens uh early early practitioners early career professionals are more um this is not to say that i uh am beyond over designing things mm -hmm. absolutely still happens uh but uh folks who are younger they're at greater risk of doing so mm -hmm. um, because they tend typically uh, they tend to exhibit less security uh, and they tend to um, well exhibit and and feel less secure in who they are both as 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 individuals and as professionals and as practitioners um, and so when given the remit to uh, build out a CX function mm -hmm. or a success function uh, they want to do um, uh, for, for themselves to prove to themselves and to everyone else they want to prove that they can hit 100 percent and and no you don't need to go buy salesforce let me build you uh the solution here in-house uh for zero for the cost of my salary and and a bit of time um whereas like no what is needed is uh and and i guess this is the the challenge to all then uh leaders and, and managers is how to make your people feel um, secure in, in who they are and what they're doing and confident enough to, to build uh, more of an MVP, uh, a, a less uh, a less designed, a less engineered product and, and to take it out and just to say, look, this is pass one. We will have pass two, three, four, five. I don't care if pass one, if pass one works, great, we'll use it. If it falls flat on its face, great learn from it, don't make the same mistakes again, but to create, again, from the leadership management perspective, to create that safe space, mm. uh, that cocoon for, again, particular early early, or early career folks. Um, I, I think that's just uh, abundantly important, but yeah, uh, have, have built up uh, some scar tissue around over-designing <laughs> and, and trying to create the perfect thing as opposed to uh, something that works and, and it can be beat and it can be shoddy and it can be not pretty, but as long as it solves, once you've done the hard work of getting the feedback, like you understand the pain points and you understand the value proposition. Mm -hmm. And and so if it involves, um, if it's highly manual and involves folks, uh, you know, kind of having to run back and forth uh, between a number of different tools, like that's not ideal, but again, building for the ideal is, is kind of an exercise in futility almost. Mm, mm, mm. Actually, that kind of leads up to to maybe the next uh, question I had and probably given the time, <laughs> um, probably the, you know, nearing the end. Um, but is there a danger, do you think, in in focusing so much on the tools and processes used in s internally that you tend to lose sight of the the end client the end customer the end whatever do you feel that's a that's a real danger yes yes <laughs> all right <laughs> that's a very um uh, uh monosyllabic answer but but i think i get where you're coming from to a, a bit of context yeah not to speak much more on that but, yeah um it's a step what it, it's a I, I, I mean it gets to this idea of, of over designing um, it, it like build 
what I would say is at, at large, build the operational, uh, technical, um, financial muscles that you need as a project mm -hmm. to grow within a certain scope mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and have it be very rigorous and honest with yourself and mm -hmm. everyone else involved uh, why you're you're pegging that as a target what it will take to get there not overshooting mm -hmm. what is the you know not to be like not a, a bare minimum or an mvp but but what enables you to get there and in different spaces there are different kind of uh um thought processes at play so uh, or, or different uh constraints so if you were dealing um in a in education mm -hmm. um you know like the idea of moving fast and breaking things in education doesn't work mm -hmm. um it doesn't work in a few spaces. Mm. Um, so building for and, and aiming at uh, a short term, um, an immediate target, uh, it saves time, effort, resources mm -hmm. um, and and this this challenge of having built out, having over designed and built out the perfect building the engine for the Porsche. And yet, uh, what's on the outside is uh, a Vitz. Um, <laughs> great, but uh, no one's gonna buy it because mm -hmm. what's the real like? What's the real value here? Why are they coming to you? Um, I, probably not because they think like most most car buyers are not buying a Vitz uh, for the for a for a, a, a Porsche engine, mm -hmm. right? Like that's not that's not the reason for it. And so you've now gone ahead and over designed and over developed the thing that exists um, because you were too focused on the internal. Mm -hmm. Safe answer. Yes, I understand why. <laughs> um, but now to the the meat, really. I mean, we've we've kind of touched on it, um, but now so we have our product we are expanding um we are taking it to another market so what challenges really at least based on your experience again um should one you know you can limit it to maybe one or two challenges one could expect and how to maybe adapt how to adapt maybe the product to the market you know some of these pointers uh, high level uh, different regulatory frameworks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at play mm -hmm. uh, that that will determine that this is and when I say high level I mean like this before thinking about uh, uh, th this is at the point of go no go mm. right like this is less about can we um, can we fold local context into a product or service and more of like is this something we should even be doing mm -hmm. um, and that's not always a abundantly clear or evident at the outset mm -hmm. um and then there is also uh you know the an explicit and implicit challenge of operating in sub-sahara and in, in doing business in sub-sahara is the explicit and implicit regulatory <laughs> frameworks that you have to deal with um so that's a that's a uh regulations uh uh, or lack thereof, uh, formal, informal, etc. Um, uh, local players, 
um, and and the the existence of local players as well as uh, potential inc uh, so you have your incumbents and then if you're a disruptor you have potential competitors in the disruptor space um, so looking at it from a competitive perspective or framework uh, should not it should not be the cause of a decision whether to go or not go but to understand the different ways in which they can influence your go-to-market or go-to-product and what your your uh, short-term and long-term business viability two two examples here um the uh the kind of stage-based system mm -hmm. um for Boda Bodas in play in Mombasa, mm -hmm. um, in the sense that I, I th they're all part of uh, some type of industry collective that is Asako, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm -hmm. um, became uh, far more of a of a challenge to to market entry and success uh, for Safe Boda in Mombasa uh, than in any other market. Mm -hmm. um, and and the same thing existed in Ibadan, mm -hmm. and yet uh, it the the impact therein. If we had taken that learning from Mombasa and said we're not going to launch in Ibadan simply because of the existence of this similar kind of uh, collectivistic monopoly structure uh, management of the existing market, would would have been the wrong thing for us to do. Uh, we would have missed out on a great opportunity. Similarly. Um, the, the existence of a, like a, a new incumbent uh, or sorry a, a new player in the disruptor space that would be a competitor to you so we um, uh, had the the benefit uh, and and so this is actually kind of nice to be a fast follower mm -hmm. in in a lot of ways and we were we were certainly a fast follower in Ibadan um, and with that we had the ability to we could have launched when a competitor launched. We had the ability though, or maybe the foresight or luck or maybe inertia um, to sit back a little bit and take our time mm -hmm. and to see how a market that had, that was, uh, to see how a market reacted to a disruptor. Mm -hmm. um, the opportunities and challenges therein. And then we were able to, yeah, act as a fast follower use hindsight that we didn't have mm -hmm. uh use scar tissue that we didn't build up um we didn't have to get in the ring and take those punches we mm -hmm. certainly did after in our own way mm -hmm. um but competitive landscape so you have regulators competitive landscape um your powder keg uh how much how much you have and 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 that depends on like what's your business model um are unit economics positive or not um uh and and then looking at um yeah what what are your existing products or services in your existing market to take it into the new market uh worth you know if it's a core product mm -hmm. that everything else is built around uh probably want to lead with that you probably don't want to shift um and that's because you've built in an entity an organization around supporting and creating value um and delivering value through that mm -hmm. so you'd be stupid to 
uh, be a ride hailing entity for Boda Bodas in one market and then try to enter with asset finance in another. <laughs> you you just don't do that. Mm. Um, uh, but to take uh, enter with the core product localized, um, whether that's the, the features and functionality afforded to uh, your stakeholders um, or the internal operational systems mechanisms that you do, everything down to like the 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 specification for training material like that's really important um for full local ownership um but then once you've entered uh worth doing kind of a, a two-step move um very quickly trial uh potential verticals and potential expansions uh uh into new business lines from existing markets. So to see if what works in other places works here alongside your core product. Um, but then also, and, and what's really exciting is to think through new markets as labs in and of themselves. Mm. And that's to look at the local market. So for us at Safewood in Nigeria is um, uh, food, uh, food delivery, um, kind of grocery delivery services could work. It was trialed. Um, but, uh, something like a, uh, a, a, a FinTech play mm -hmm. far more need and, um, uh, opportunity mm -hmm. in that market than, than over here in East Africa. And I mean, for, for like, because of the M-Peso monopoly, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So being very intentional about, um, entering core product, working through, um, and, and trialing what works in other markets um, from a product service perspective and then but also using a new market as a lab mm -hmm. um, both for that market locally and then also for the entire uh, organization all right I think that's a satisfactory answer Tony any questions no you good you good get behind the mic any questions all right um, no 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 <laughs> All right. Um, I can definitely say that it's been it's been insightful <laughs> having you here, um, <laughs> um, and you know, we hope you enjoyed yourself. And Absolutely. you didn't. And you didn't have to use your safe word. I no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean that is that yeah. is that is definitely um, good job. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so. If people want to reach you, um, are you on social media or do you not, or would you prefer not to say? I have unplugged. Ah, all right. All right. We, we are in the same boat. Um, we are in the same boat. No, it's fine. Um, so if, if anyone, if anyone has they, a question. They could find me on LinkedIn. All right. All yep. right. Yeah. Keep it professional. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Keep it professional, but no, no, no social engineering. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, thanks for thanks for being in uh and for my pleasure our listeners thanks for tuning in until the next one where we will have more maybe um educational or you know upbuilding or informative content or it could be something absolutely random you know you, you never know what you'll get with us <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so stay tuned and uh, on that note ftg out